0: My son and I We've yeah, been through it We've been, been through, through a lot of yeah. this My son and I We're gonna do this We're gonna make it through Oh My yeah. yeah. son and I I'm here And I'm here too oh, yeah. My son, son and I We welcome you Welcome you. to My the journey My son and I ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh. My son ooh. and I I only listen to my son and die.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode ten of My
2: Son and I. Yes, yes, yes. This is episode 10 of My Son and I. We are 10 episodes in. And, well, we're proud of that. We feel like that's a milestone. So we're going to take this opportunity to just celebrate. We're going to celebrate the show. We're going to celebrate our relationship. We're going to celebrate you, the listener. And, uh, well, first, I just want to say thank you, guys. Thank Thank you for your energy. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your listening. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for letting us know that we're doing a good job and that we're inspiring you all to have conversations that typically wouldn't be super easy to have. And, uh, well, we have a lot of inbox, uh, messages, emails from the people. Mm -hmm. So, uh, well, do you want to just start reading some of them? Let's go. All right, all right, all right. So we every episode, we ask you guys to email us with your questions or whatever you might be curious about. These are questions about maybe Lady T and me, about our relationship, or about your situation. Sometimes we ask people for, uh, or sometimes people ask us for relationship advice. Sometimes they ask us uh, to give them advice about how to start conversations and things like that. So we'll just get started. Uh, this one comes from Dylan. Dylan dylan in texas writes hey lady t and egbert b if you could have anyone play you in the egbert and and lady t movie special who would it be
1: (laughs) oh that is a very good question yes yes, yes and you know what i i actually already have in mind um this this thought came through my mind one time okay and um do you guys know who Jennifer Lewis is? Jennifer motherfucking Lewis. At <laughs> that part, <laughs> everyone not only tells me I look like her, but they tell me I have her spirit. I'm crazy like her, and I just I just say what's on my mind. So yes. that's who I would pick for, to play me. That's fine. Okay. Uh, I would probably, it, like initially
2: my first thought was uh, Forrest Whitaker, mm-hmm. because I like to fancy myself a, a serious person, but like not for real. So then realistically, I think, and, and also just a match, I get told that I look like this guy all the time. People tell me I, I remind him uh, them of him. Titus Burgess. Do you know who Titus Burgess is? I, I knew you no wouldn't. Uh Titus Burgess is uh he's in well, do you know Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? You don't know that. No. Uh do you know? He's in like the Tina Fey camp. He did. He does like a lot of her stuff. He was on uh, Thirty Rock. He's a big black guy that looks like me with a high voice, and okay. he sings. Anyway, he would play me. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, so we have more questions. Oh, this one. This one comes from Brittany in New Orleans. Hey, Brittany. Hey, New Orleans. Uh, that's right. <laughs> uh, Brittany says, "Does Lady T know what the acronym acronym WOP means?"
1: Uh, I should know what it means because we talk about it. All the time in bedroom Room Candyland, and somebody actually told me, but I'm gonna be very honest with you, I do not remember. Can you uh, clue me in?
2: Yes, I can. I'm first of all before mm-hmm. I tell you, I'm gonna tell you, I'm really surprised. Did you know? I <laughs> thought you would know this right <laughs> off the bat. Yes. I thought you would just
1: be like, Oh, I know duh. it's Cardi, B, right? Yeah, you do know it's <laughs> Cardi, <B. laughs> yes, like. I you do. <laughs> yes. Yes. And we talk about the WAP all the time, but I we just use the acronyms, and I never really thought to ask, what did it really mean? Well, when you tell me, watch them go, oh. Oh Yeah, that's right. Well, it's
2: a good (laughs) thing that you are asking because you might not want to use this acronym as often as you do Mm -hmm. if you don't know what it means. WAP means wet ass
1: pussy okay actually that is why <laughs> we do talk about it because on Wednesdays every day on Clubhouse I don't know if you guys know what Clubhouse is because it has become um, famous for not just iPhone users mm-hmm. um, the, starting May everyone can use it so if you are do have Clubhouse check us out we have a bedroom candy Clubhouse lounge and we talk about WAP Wednesday and w- on WAP Wednesday we always talk about our lubes y'all because you got to have the wet ass pussy and actually now that I know I probably will use it even more more. Don't forget to take your drink. Uh,
2: <laughs> already talking about bedroom candy. That part. But yeah, no. Show uh, sure you have a wet ass pussy. Yeah, well, it turns out she loves it. Uh, <laughs> let's see. We have more more questions. Uh, let's okay. see. We have more questions. Uh, Dylan actually sent in a list of questions. Oh, okay. So I'm going to read a couple of them and we'll try and answer them. Okay. Alright. It says, did you ever walk
1: in or hear uh, your dad or your mom Taking it to Pound Town. <laughs> actually, I did. I walked into my parents taking it to Pound Town, and I was so embarrassed. And I la- actually avoided them for a few days. But the but the mother that I have, Miss mm-hmm. Barbara, she uh, did not allow that to me to continue to act that way. She literally walked in on me. I was I had my own bedroom by that time, mm-hmm. and um, How I was old the old, you? Uh, about ooh, probably sixteen. 15, 16. Okay, so you knew what that yes, was. Yes, I did. Absolutely. Yeah. She and I had even had a discussion about it, mm-hmm. and um, and she came in on me. She literally waited till I, came, I was t- I took my shower and I was in the room naked getting dressed, and she just busts the door open and says, "That's how it feels to have somebody walk in on you." Oh, <laughs> and blamed you. Right. Didn't say, oops, sorry, hey, how you doing? Right, right. Just complain. And we laughed about it. it was was It absolutely, totally was okay then. Wow. Well, yeah. yeah, that made it okay. Yes, it did. Good, good, mm-hmm. good. Did you have you... Uh, I have a <laughs> faint memory as
2: like uh, being a child mm-hmm. and thinking I was walking in on something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, from what I remember, you guys just sort of looked and kind of rolled off. I think you were on top of daddy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you just sort of rolled off and were like, Hey, you okay? And I was like, yeah, oh, I just, and y'all were like, okay, we'll go on back to bed. I was really, really young. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the only time I could really remember, uh, walking in on you guys. I feel like I heard you guys. We used to share a wall Yes. Uh, by the time I was a teenager. Teenager. and so I feel like I heard y'all a couple times like mm-hmm. late 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 teens yeah. uh, but late 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 at night you know mm-hmm. when I was in conservatory and coming home 12 1 in the morning yeah. it, uh, I feel like once or twice I heard
1: like yeah. music and maybe we, that we, we something try to be out. very conscious of yeah. knowing the fact that we shared a wall Yeah. Um, to do and you know what I may have I can imagine a time that you're speaking of uh-huh. because we were probably thought you were gonna be gone right. for a while right why? yeah <laughs> that's why it wasn't like a, um, a or a oh god or it was just like a dang oops (laughs)
2: oops (laughs) they thought I wasn't coming out right Uh, uh,
1: do you remember me
2: or my sister ever walking in on you no, I don't,
1: no. actually. I really don't. Uh, I mean, like, not knowing what was going on, because you're you, what you said was absolutely right. We would play it off. Mm-hmm. We'd act like, you know, we, we'd lay down next to each other. The covers are on us, of course, now. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and we would say something, like you said, oh, we, everything's good, or what uh-huh. you doing? Are you all right? And, yeah. Um, you have to go back to bed. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Literally what you said. <laughs> um. Okay, and then Dylan also wrote a
2: part B to that question. Okay. Uh, he says, did your mom or dad ever walk in on you while you well he says, I guess it was to me but I'll ask Mm, you too. mm. He says uh, did your mom or dad ever walk in on you uh, playing the skin flute?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I've never walked on you playing it, but I sure found them. (laughs) You found uh, what? Some skin flicks. Skin
2: flute was the question. Oh, skin
1: flute. Did they ever walk in on you playing the skin flute? Oh, masturbating. Yes. (laughs) It's masturbation month, by the way. Okay, have you ever walked in on... uh, (laughs) No, but... But that wasn't the question. Has your parents ever walked in on you? Oh, me? No, actually not. Um, No, I made sure... I had me a nice secluded and safe, secure place when I masturbated. Um, They may have my mom may have noticed one of her books missing because that's how I would mostly masturbate. Was um, back in the day we didn't have skin flicks to at least my parents didn't, Uh and um, so but my parents had books that I I call them the nasty books, and um, they had books that I would sneak to my room and read and absolutely have a great orgasm, too. And uh, she might have missed a book or two, but she never caught me. <laughs> <laughs> she never, like, wondered about it? She never noticed that she, or to your knowledge, she never noticed that she was missing no, a book? She, I, no, because I know that she may have went to, she never even said anything, really. But I I had a feeling, and that's why I say I'm not really sure, that she might have went in there and was, like, looking for it. But you know how sometimes you just think you just misplaced something? Yeah. And then I haven't made sure I put it back. Okay, okay. <laughs>
2: right. Okay. Uh, we have more questions from Dylan. Okay. He lit up the inbox. Okay. Uh, no, well, I never I'll, caught you masturbating either. Yeah, no, I, I, I guess <laughs> I didn't answer that. No, I've never been caught masturbating. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh... Okay, actually, I'll save that one. I'll save Dylan's last one because I think okay. it's a good one to okay. uh, to save. save yes, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just scrolling through the
1: inbox. Okay. Uh, let's, uh, see. let's see. I have. Oh, it's great you have. We have so many. Thank you guys for listening and interacting with us. Yes, thank Absolutely. you guys. As I scroll through the okay. emails, check it out and see who's next to get to get their question answered by. My son and I. Yes. What you got? What you got? You still looking? You scrolling? You yes. scrolling? Yes. Okay, I have okay.
2: one. Uh, let's see. This one uh, comes from Myra. Oh. This one comes from Myra. Hey, Myra. It says, did you, uh, she actually sent in a list of questions, <laughs> oh. <laughs> too. <laughs> she says, uh, and also, like, a lot of these I have compiled because there are certain emails that are, like, uh, scattered throughout, so, okay. that have been sent throughout the different times. So, But okay. Myra sent a list of uh, questions
1: here. Okay. It says, Did you ever think about running away when you were younger? Absolutely. Yes, I did. Numerous times. Uh I'm the oldest, and I felt that they put too much responsibility on the fact that I was the oldest child because I didn't make nobody have no babies. That's how I felt. That's your baby, not mine. Mm-hmm. And I would get in trouble for my younger siblings over and over and over. Sometimes, most times I was involved, but sometimes I was not even involved. And I have packed my bags in my head okay. <laughs> so many times, but I never actually did it. You never actually did anything? I never actually walked out the door. Did you ever actually pack your bags? I, I put some things together. Wow. <laughs> yes. So you were on your way at some point. Yeah, yeah. I put okay. some things together, but I never did it, because. I thought about uh, my, mom would, <laughs> my mom would tell us these awful little terrible stories about kids on their own and foster care and all that stuff. So I say, I think it's better here. I, I'm that girl. I'll get angry and I'll be ready to just crack your head. But I also think what's, what would be the consequences of that, and I, I, better, I would make better choices. Okay. <laughs> Where
2: would you have gone?
1: That's the point. Okay. I didn't have anywhere. Okay. That helped the situation as well. I mean, yeah. That that I asked myself that when I was really contemplating it. So where am I going? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I thought about going to my auntie and my grandmother and stuff, but it was just gonna send me back home. So right. That wasn't right. the answer. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, what about you?
2: I never thought about running away. Um, I always did feel like I was sent, like I was given to the wrong family, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have felt that. Uh-huh. I I never thought I'm gonna pack up and get out of here. Um, I just figured in time I would be able to do that. Okay. Uh, but I didn't ever think I'm a runaway. Okay. Um, but I do. I do remember feeling like I wasn't in the right family. I remember. When I was a kid, a young, young, young kid, way back when my sister and I used to share a room. Okay. Uh, and But, like, young days of that. Okay. And uh, do you remember when, uh, this is so random, but do you remember uh, way back in the day when me and my sister used to share a room and our door wouldn't close? It was, like, off the hinge or something like that? It was like broken.
1: I, I kind of remember but uh, it's not like a thought, but I do, yeah, I kind of Yeah, so about. I was yes, way I back in those just, days. Yeah, I kind of Uh And I was, I remember one night,
2: I, a few times, but I remember this one night specifically, I was in my bed and like just crying and crying, and I was like, uh, I just want to go home, I just want to go home. And my sister would jump, she would always jump in my bed, but this one night, I remember her Really just being like, are you okay? What's going on? And then she jumped in bed with me, and she just rocked me, and she was like, you are home. You are home. It's okay. You're home. Gosh, I I, I, I haven't thought about that in a while. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that is or what why that
1: is, but I, I did... Definitely feel that way as a child. Yeah, I, I as a child, the reason what made me want to run away was because I felt like my mom is she just using me. She don't really love me. I I felt that, and it's crazy because we've had she and I has had this conversation since then, and she said that is so weird that you felt that way because the reason why I gave you all that responsibility is because I love you. Mm-hmm. I felt that you can handle it, you can do it, and you know you that it was not strangling you or making you feel that way. Mm-hmm. But I, I really felt. Oh, every single time that I want that I felt like I'm gonna just leave and pack my bags, I, I felt like I wasn't loved. I mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't wanted nor loved, mm-hmm. and I felt I was. And 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 that's weird because my mom told me when I, we had that conversation. She said that is so crazy because you're not supposed to have a favorite child. She mm-hmm. said, but if I had to choose, you'd you'd probably be it. And wow. I could not believe that. I was like, really? See what perceptions we actually have yeah. as individuals.
2: Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to ask you to uh, answer whether or not that was... She She gave you that answer when you were younger or older because I think your sisters listened to this show. That's okay because she totally said when I was older, much older. Well, that makes it worse. No, uh, I,
1: why? Because now your sisters I, know that you're no that's favorite child. I'm sure at any given moment a parent would think, one child is that that child. And that's so real. So you think that in that moment yes, you were her favorite? Absolutely. Okay. okay. Absolutely. Okay. So sisters don't feel no kind of way. I'm, okay. I'm sure at one point in her life she felt you was her favorite. Yeah. And that's real. Okay. This question comes from
2: Domingos in Angola, Africa. Ooh. Yes. He says, uh, do you remember the first movie you saw in the theater? Do you? Ooh.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's we. Uh, you know what? I won't say the first one, but one that stands out to me as being um, a first time. Okay, was my dad took me and my sisters to see this crazy, scary. It wasn't really scary; it was just weird movie. And um, and and these things were these. It was like a. Um, it wasn't scary, but it was weird. These okay. things would go in people. And um, it would be like uh, they, they would ingest this. Like, it looked to me for nothing less the, to describe it like a, a piece of liver. Oh. And they would go inside of the person and then make them want to have sex. Oh. And we saw this with my dad. How old were you? We they? didn't know. Ooh, probably. I think I was maybe about, ooh, let me see. I had to be about eight or nine Whoa. So my sisters had to be we were they were little. I know I remember that we, we were young uh-huh. um, No, you know what I, I no, I take that back. I was more like about 12 or 13. okay and they were more like about uh, 10, eight. Okay. And he took us to a movie theater downtown California. Oh, my god. Los Angeles. And he didn't, you think he knew what movie he was taking me to? No, he did not. That's the thing. He did not. We picked it. He said, whatever you guys want. Because we thought we were going to see a scary movie. Uh Uh-huh. And it wasn't scary. It was more like that. Okay. And and no, he did not. I could just totally feel his uncomfortableness there while we were there. There was a little bit of uncomfortableness on on my part. But once I got into the movie, I let that go. Right. Because the movie was very interesting. Yeah. Who really was. But I do remember also going to a movie theater in my teen years. This is the first time I went to a movie in my teen years without your father, your mother, and all. And it was uh with my auntie Darlene, and we went and seen Mandingo.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. And that was absolutely amazing. It was a great slave movie. But when we came out, what really stands out to me is that when we came out of the movie theater, how angry she was. (laughs) (laughs) She wanted to beat up every white person she saw. Oh, no. (laughs) We were back in Louisiana, <laughs> New Orleans then, yeah. and, uh, and I found that funny because it was just, to me, I was angry, of course, but to me, I felt like, wow, what great knowledge. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah that's funny. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, you? Uh, the first movie I saw in the theater, mm-hmm. I don't remember the first movie I saw in the theater, but I do remember. Uh, well, you know that when we were kids, my mm-hmm. sister and me, we had a favorite. We had a couple favorite movies. Mm-hmm. So when I think of the first movie, uh, I think of The Wizard
1: of Oz. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You guys wore that tape out. Yeah, it was VHS then. Yes, <laughs> yes. I remember uh, loving that movie, yes. like, word for word song yes, for song. That I walked in the room one day, you guys. And- and these, they were actually doing the little dances and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we As had that choreography down. This. We had the, them songs down. We had the lines down. We knew the
2: scenes, what was coming up. We knew the words. And my sister's listening to this. I'm yeah. sure she's laughing out loud right now. Yes. Taquanda, Jiminy Crickets. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then our other yes. movie was Mary Poppins. Okay. We used yes. to love Mary Poppins. Yes. Yeah. I, I, um, actually, this uh, just segue on to that may, uh, Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. I, it actually was, it, what I love, the fact was that you guys liked it so much because it was actually one of my favorites as well. Nice. So much so I love The Wiz. Have you watched The Wiz? I
2: didn't see The Wiz until I was like 15 or 16 years old. Yeah. And when I did, I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Because I was, I knew The Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. so, like it was a part of who I was. Mm-hmm. Uh. So when I saw The Wiz, I was like, and it was ugly, it was dingy and it yeah. wasn't, like the costumes were like ugly and then there was this what? big woman I singing love. from a toilet I
1: did. Oh, you said and stuff. I was like, "What is this?" <laughs>
2: it took me years for, to be able to be to. to, yeah, to uh, appreciate I, I was like, "The music in this movie yeah. is incredible."
1: Oh, I was the say music that. in this movie yes. is incredible. What the hell am I looking at? Yeah. It took years for me to appreciate The Wiz. Yes, I, yeah. I just saw, happened to see it again the other day, and it was mm-hmm. like, "Wow, it brought so back Because I really loved it from the beginning. And you know what? You asked me what was the first movie I seen at the in a theater. Mm-hmm. How about the first movie that we went to as a family? It was at the drive-in. It wasn't at the. Theater. Theater. Oh, really? And yes. And we, we would go to the drive-in. My parents would take us to the drive-in on oh, the weekend. Oh, your family. Okay, yes, my okay. yes, yes, my parents and kids. Yes, yes. It's my first. I'm talking about my first here. Uh-huh. And um, we would pop popcorn and have fried chicken, and the bags would be all greasy. You had a paper brown paper bag, and we would just enjoy a drive-in movie. But the first one we saw as a, as a family was the slime. I don't know if you guys remember the slime, the old slime, where the meteor dropped from the sky, you stick a stick in it, and it's this gookie-like... Like uh, uh, Play-Doh, like no, no. What's the what's the, the slime the kids use? It's a name for it, but anyways, it's a it's a slime they play with, and it was it, it, you once it got on something, you, it would keep on to manifest it on you, yeah. and it would actually engulf you. Mm-hmm. You became a part of the slime. Mm-hmm. Those who know the old original slime knows exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But I remember that that was that was one of my favorite movies as a kid because my parents. Uh, took us to see it okay yes all right uh we have more questions here this one comes
2: from oh this one comes from memory hi ma'am uh memory in new york city says describe everything you remember about your first crush Ooh,
1: i had so many crushes (laughs) can you remember your first Uh, my first real serious one was I was in high school and I actually joined the swim team because of this crush. Mm -hmm. I went to, uh, we went, we were, you know, school, you have rallies and stuff like that. And we were at a rally for the swim team and all of the the swim team members uh, came out. And I saw this one swim team member that I was like, I'm getting on the swim team for sure. It's the L.A. Los Angeles High School will have be to Heidi Blair on their mm-hmm. Tim's their, their female swim team. Mm-hmm. And that that was uh, man. I, I and I did. I got on the swim team. Uh, it was amazing. My breaststroke was my my uh, forte. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we did meet, and we did talk, and we did date. Oh, and okay. yeah, absolutely. I I, I was. Yeah. So that was your favorite. first crush? Uh, that was your first? You said the first series. Right. Do you remember your first crush? I, my first real crush was on Michael Jackson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I really thought, um, I used to dream and fantasize about Michael Jackson when I was a kid. He was a beautiful, handsome, um, young man, before all the surgeries, I, it's really crazy too how our per- perception of things are because he did not see himself as we know mm-hmm. as being handsome and I, I, I can't really say beautiful, but he when he was younger he had this big old perfect fro, mm-hmm. and I remember when they made the cartoon of the of the Jackson Five mm-hmm. and on there they made his little fro perfect too. But I was so crushed and in love with Michael Jackson when I lived as a child in New Orleans mm-hmm. that when my father told us we were moving to California. I was absolutely, I I was sad because I was leaving so many friends and I actually had my first boyfriend by then. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I was excited because I was going to see Michael Jackson Mm -hmm. and he was going to see me. (laughs) That was the fantasy. And it took us three days to drive from Louisiana to Texas with all of our stuff and everything and stopping and all of that. We enjoyed it. Um, that the whole trip. I fantasized how when I got to California, I'd be walking down the street. I, of course, I walk in Hollywood, and that's what he do too. You know, they, all the stars walk down the street <laughs> in Hollywood. They, they have, have to. to. It's Hollywood, <laughs> and he'd see me, and our eyes would lock and I, I'd be all he ever wanted in this world. <laughs>
2: oh. Okay, that's important. so funny because my first crush that I remember mm-hmm. uh, celebrity-wise, my mm-hmm. first celebrity crush was Janet Jackson. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, I remember being just a young, like five, like five uh. years old. And seeing a picture of Janet Jackson. It was like almost in black and white, but it was that picture of her. And like, it's like a a gray and brown, sh- like tint shade. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even remember what era Janet this was, but I just remember this close up picture it was a, a, a magazine cover. And I just remember thinking, wow,
1: she's fabulous. i actually had a crush on her for a while too She it's fabulous (laughs) yeah but my
2: first actual like real life crush um Mm -hmm. was in elementary school and i've had a lot of crushes i crush hard i'm just a crusher i crush if you catch my attention most of my friends i've had a crush on first it started that way just because i start to like people. Uh, mm-hmm. like I love your you know, like the mind and all that mm-hmm. stuff and your are or your sense of human and all this stuff. My best friend Ty always tells me that uh it doesn't matter what a person looks like. You you find the beauty in anybody. Yes, anything. And I'm like, I get that too. I'm like, okay, I don't think that's a yeah, problem. Me uh, either. But my uh, first crush, who I thought was beautiful, and I think okay. that it wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't just me that thought that. Okay. Um, my, oh, I was in elementary and her name was Taisha Jones. Mm-hmm. And I was in love with Taisha Jones. All right. Nice. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I tried for years. Mm-hmm. You know the, uh, you know that Looney Tunes cartoon with Pepe Le Pew and uh-huh. how he's just after that other skunk? Yes, That yes. was me for, with Taisha for years, all yeah. of elementary. Yeah. I think I met Taisha when I was in like the second or third grade uh-huh. and from then until fifth grade and, and even still. Know? Absolutely. I was okay. like Pepe Le Pew.
0: Right,
1: right, right. then <laughs> after
2: her. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, yes, it, literally up until I saw Taisha uh, this year when I moved to California, I wound up in Vegas in September, and Taisha lives there with all her kids, uh, and uh, <laughs> and I saw Taisha and her mom, and her mom was there. Wow! And I, we screamed when we saw Man. each other, and I hugged her mom. And I, didn't, I hadn't seen Taisha; it was a surprise that okay. I was in town. Okay, I was in town with our uh, with our best friend Ashley, mm. and another one, Shanae, was coming over. She didn't wind up coming over, but Taisha was out. She was running errands. It was her son's birthday. Mm-hmm. So she was coming back. And so I got to see her mom first. And everyone kept it a secret that I was there. Yeah. And Taisha walked in. And she looking exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, a booty just hidden the back of her neck. Just big old Stupid. booty. <laughs> <laughs> and she said something or something. And I responded. I said, yeah, this, this, and that. And she looked like, who is that? And then she looked at me. And she said, oh. And like screamed and and it was a great moment. It was fun. But I I will be honest that it was awkward to sit there and you know, like I mean I don't like women in that way, but it but it was hard not to flirt with her and make all these comments. She got all her kids running around, her mom is is there and you know, and 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 it was it was awkward to not just not Not go back back into that role. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And uh yeah, so uh-huh. that was my first real uh-huh. crush, Taisha uh-huh. Jones. I was like, I think I want everything to do with you. Yeah. I, I want everything. To do. Mm-hmm. she have beautiful hair? She was just. I mean, I don't. I mean, I obviously I don't know what I would have done with her back then. We were children, mm-hmm.
1: but uh, I probably just liked her because she was gorgeous. You yeah. know, like, oh, she's yeah.
2: fabulous.
1: And when in this later time when you met her and her knowing how you felt all those years back then, uh-huh. um, how did how did she? Uh, I know she probably flirted back with you, but did was it like a real thing? Like, oh, you can get me now. You know? um, I think that... Uh, I mean, I, 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 w- I think everyone knows where I stand.
2: Everyone knows that I'm gay, so it's not like okay. she would have been like, okay. uh, come okay. on, okay. be so with she me. she did know. Okay. But yeah, yeah, I never kept that a secret. Okay. It was funny enough, as secretive as I wasn't quiet and mm-hmm. introverted as I was with the family, mm-hmm. I was the exact opposite out in public. Yeah. So like they... they Everyone knew. Yeah, uh, And so... Uh, I remember, uh... It was more like a. It was, there were there was flirting, and now we're both adults. Mm-hmm. But I think it was just like circumstances. Literally sat in the middle of us. Like she knew she had all these kids. She knew I, you know, right. she knew I was gay, and like yeah. all this stuff. But we flirted a yeah. little yeah. bit. You know, mm-hmm. I could tell she was holding back, but she always did. It was like we literally slipped back into those roles, yeah. which was fun. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. Uh, okay, yeah. let's see. We have see more what's questions. The what's the next question? All right, we have. Uh, let's see. I wonder how long we've been going. Let's answer a couple more, then we'll take a break. You got it. All right. Uh, Let's see. This one comes from, oh, Chanel. Chanel's back. Hey, Chanel. Welcome, welcome, welcome. (laughs) Uh, She says, what is something, oh, she says, what is something you got away with as a teen that your parents never knew about?
1: Oh, wow. There are a lot of that. Um, Let's see. Something that, oh, that I got away as a teen, got away as a teen. Well, a couple of things. Sex was one. (laughs) I had my first sexual experience as a teen, which was like about 16. Okay. And um, almost 17. Um, So they didn't know about that. Uh, And uh, probably smoking weed. Okay. Probably smoking weed for the very first time. I was a teenager, and I didn't continue at that point. Actually, it was just a try. Uh It was years later that I actually started smoking, smoking. Uh, But I I would say probably smoking weed. How old were you when you first tried? The very first time I tried it, I was probably like, ooh, 14. Wow. Yeah. It was a a try, and I never did it again until I was about 17, 18. Okay, Mm okay.
2: Um. Uh, when I was a teenager, what did I get away with? I was, I was wild. I was wild. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. even lie. But I think that you guys would have never known that. So like, literally everything I did, I got away with. Yeah. Um. Uh. If I, if I'm uh, with this, I'm not trying to start no mess or nothing. But like, there were no eyes on me, so like, I literally could do whatever I wanted to do. Uh, wasn't nobody checking for me? Right. somebody was just trusting you. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, everything, everything. Uh, I, sex, of course. Mm-hmm. I think the most crazy things that I got away with would be like bringing sex into y'all's home. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was. Uh, I don't fucked the- all over that house okay. everywhere except your bedroom. I would never. That would have mm-hmm. grossed me out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but remember that old couch y'all had for all that time yeah oh god yeah (laughs) all over that thing uh all in the living room everywhere everywhere (laughs) um i remember though i think the craziest thing that i got away with uh so i told you guys episodes ago that by the time i was a senior in high school it was popular to be to do meth. I was gonna say do a try and then I was gonna say experiment with, but people were doing meth mm-hmm. at my high school. Uh I tried it once. And um I was 17 and uh I came home and I wanted to have a conversation with my parents about how I was feeling about everything and, and try to begin the process of healing. Um and uh, I went to y'all's room and I was in my mind mm-hmm. wide eyed and having conversation a conversation that we had never had before mm-hmm. so I thought it was going to be so obvious that I was high out of my mind mm-hmm. but nobody really uh, picked up on it mm-hmm. I think People were too busy defending themselves and not, you know, mm-hmm. uh, just having a conversation. So that, so it was. I guess it distracted from the fact that I was
1: high. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So. That's how you want to feel because not. Did you, you drugs, No, but but now that you bring drugs up, uh-huh. I have to say that that would be the same. I grew up in an era where it was um, lovely to have drugs in your in your body, your system, uh-huh. and I I would have to say that I have had numerous saying something that your parents didn't catch you on yeah or catch you at would be drugs as well. I totally since you brought that up, I thought about all the times that I had <laughs> conversations with my parents as well. Okay, hi. my family high as fuck. <laughs> Okay, just high as fuck. Okay. And, and they did not have a clue, did not yeah. know, did not suspect yeah. anything. I think when you have that trust in your child, you don't think those things about them. Yeah. So then you don't pick up on those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And it's not something that, you know, like I said, that was mm-hmm. the first and only time I tried that in high school. So mm-hmm. it
1: wasn't like y'all would have even... <laughs> been suspecting that kind right, of behavior. Right. Yeah. Because mine's in high school was Sherm. Yeah. And um no one would have ever but and I like and like you, uh-huh. I did try that. Yeah. And there was a time that I oh my God, I had a conversation with my mom so hi, I, why don't you see this? Even, you know what? I even went to work. I used to go take my little lunch break and smoke some weed at work. And one of the times I came and I would also smoke on the way to work. I was just getting myself ready for the day. But I remember a time where I went to work high as, I came back from lunch, actually, high as hell. And we had to, punch a time clock at that time. And my supervisor came and happened to just, she was coming in from lunch too. And we had a conversation and I was like, she has to know I'm high. She has to. I'm tripping here. Okay. I'm saying things that in my brain wasn't, I'm not normal. Yeah. You have to know I'm high. I was so high. And um, I've had like that with my parents as well. And they didn't know. She didn't either. I think she didn't at least. You know, you wonder still to this day, this should help. Right, right. (laughs) I know y'all didn't know because it was
2: the conversation. We talked for hours. Yeah. And the conversation had gotten so big. We did it for so long that it was like, they
1: don't know I'm high. They can't know I'm high. They would have been like, are
2: you
0: high?
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. That kind of stuff. Right. Like, why didn't you? how, How could you not tell I was high? Yeah, I was so high. Yeah, for <laughs> me it was.
2: I, 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 like I said, I, I knew mm-hmm. that y'all wouldn't have yes. even suspected that I would have mm-hmm. been. I just thought
1: that my eyes would have been. Yeah, bulging out of my head. I'm thinking it red. All is mine's tight. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that, yeah, oh, yes. Uh, anyway, okay, yeah. I have more questions. Okay. Uh, let's, let's see. see. After this one, I think we're gonna take that break. Yes. yes. Uh, let's see. What you got? Uh, let's see uh, I have questions here mm-hmm. Okay But I'm sifting through the emails Okay So I'm sorry No, that's, not, no, that's okay That's alright okay. Really, okay, so this one comes mean? from Oh, Thai French Oh, wow Alright, let's open this one And see what it says Hey, <laughs> Uh It says What major
1: world event Has had an impact On your view of the world? Oh, God Almost everything, uh, honestly, is. I have to be honest and say I am that girl. I'm, I am. Some people will just say, "Just gonna say you're a militant," and almost every racial thing has, has literally impacted me because I keep just saying, "Again, really, this when is this gonna end?" Yeah. And I've had so many things. I actually um, was a young girl mm-hmm. in New Orleans, Louisiana, and I actually remember white. Only and colored only water mm-hmm. fossils and stuff. Wow! And all of those things had are absolutely great. So racial things has been a impact upon my life because I've, I want to believe that I can just merely go on and and if I, I don't uh, do anything to harm you, you're not going to do anything to harm me. But the one of the very first things that happened is a racial thing to me that was a big impact on my life was as going to school, elementary school, and getting in a fight with a little white boy. And the, the way the teacher and the people of authority took his side mm-hmm. just because of the color of my skin. Mm-hmm. And I went home and told my dad. And and in those days, we were Negroes, mm-hmm. um, very, very close to being Niggers, And... Um, I went home and told my dad about that and he sat me down and he told me he says you know there are some people in this world that's gonna like you Mm -hmm. um, regardless because of of who you are just because you are a beautiful little black girl and you and you have a kind heart but there are some people in this world no matter how beautiful you are no matter how sweet and kind and 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 loving you are they're just gonna not like you because of the color of your skin and that was a big impact on me because I thought I could make people I don't want to say make people like me but just because of who I am I'm not' I'm a, I'm a nice little girl mm-hmm. so you're gonna like me and that was um, just like floored me mm-hmm. um, um, especially him th- that being the reason why the way that was the way things happened mm-hmm. and and I, I, that I would say that was one of my first, big impacts on my life too I
2: remember uh, this is a total sidebar I remember the first time I realized my charm wasn't going to get me out of this situation Uh, I was in school too and it was probably like a grade situation and I was talking to uh, my teacher and I was like wait so this this isn't going to work I'm not going to be able to charm my my way (laughs) into this grade I think I was like in junior high Uh, but yeah that yeah I remember so a world event that changed my uh point of view. Mm-hmm. Um probably 9/11 because mm-hmm. I was young enough to not really have a concept of what I had never been in New York. I didn't mm-hmm. know what the trade uh, buildings were. Like mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't know anything about that side of the country, you know, living there mm-hmm. and and how how that impacts our life here yeah. on this coast. Yeah. Um and then all of a sudden I remember uh, then I hadn't seen the news because I was 14 years old and uh, but I just remember th- there being a buzz yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the campus was a buzz mm-hmm. and I was headed my I was headed yeah. to English class yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Paul Itkin mm-hmm. was my uh, English teacher mr. Mm-hmm. itkin was just so angry yeah. uh, and he was he was angry he was like foaming at the mouth and he was mm-hmm. cursing and mm-hmm. he turned the TV on so we had the news going in class and I knew that the world had been shaken in yeah. some way and I remember do think I remember thinking at that time oh no I mean I'm, this is Hollywood I, I go to a Hollywood High school we've got to be next they're coming they're, uh, if they're attacking the country yeah. they're gonna come to Hollywood <laughs> yeah. and anywhere they hit in Hollywood is gonna hit us yeah. uh, so I remember being really really nervous about that okay. but uh I think that that was the first time that I was um, aware that, you know, we live in a country that's larger than just Mm -hmm. my little L.A. Mm -hmm. Um, And even, you know, the future that I saw for myself Mm -hmm. had been affected because now it did include everyone. You know, it wasn't Mm -hmm. just my family and me and my mind that I'm going to be doing this for. It was, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it opened my mind to the scale of, like, how many people like how we're all connected and mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. you know? So uh, that that really did it changed yeah. me. It shook me, it, wow. um, it made me aware of, yeah, of my surroundings. How, how precious they're how vulnerable we are yeah i didn't get that deep because uh, mm-hmm. i was i was 14 but yeah. it was it was like i said just more aware yeah. that we are all connected that yeah. there's that there's more than just yeah. my my immediate surroundings but right. like everywhere right. everywhere the world yeah. you know, it made me start to think about different parts of the yeah. world yeah. up until then the only thing that i thought about outside of um, this country mm-hmm. and, and apparently my limited view of this country because mm-hmm. that's what really, like I said, opened my mm-hmm. eyes to the rest mm-hmm. of the country. The only thing that I thought about outside of this country was my dad being from Belize mm-hmm. and, and you know, all of the other cultures of people around me, but mm-hmm. like I remember being in junior high and I went to an, a predominantly Latino junior high school. Mm-hmm. So that meant people were from uh, all parts of Central America and mm-hmm. South America uh, and I, my dad was from Central America, mm-hmm. Belize. And mm-hmm. so I was like, oh God, am I Belizean or am I American? Am mm-hmm. I both? Am I, should Man. I, should I have an accent? My dad has an accent. Should I have an accent? Mm-hmm. Should I train my, my, my tongue to speak these mm-hmm. ways or what? Also, am I, am, am I from, am mm-hmm. I Indian? Am I Cajun? It help
1: with your auntie's teasing. I don't know if you were actually hearing me call you and your daughter, you and your sister and my daughter. Uh, blexigans. No, I never heard that. (laughs) And
2: if I had heard that, that would have confused me more (laughs) because that's what I was concerned about or like Mm -hmm. confused about. Mm -hmm. I was like, what, where, I had, it was an identity crisis. I was like, am I American? And I had to finally let that go it took about a year okay uh, but I I finally came to the conclusion that I am American Mm -hmm. I am from here I was born here in America I am American and how I speak uh, Mm -hmm. is up to me it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be influenced by Mm -hmm. my mother or Mm -hmm. my father I shouldn't I don't have to have either accent yeah and later in life Uh I think my favorite thing about realizing that I'm a culmination of the two of you Mm -hmm. is the way that I cook Oh. I think it's very influenced yeah, by yeah. both cultures. Right, right, right,
1: right. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Mm-hmm. A couple of points. Um, when you talked about 9-11, I remember that day and how um, it, it it was like, wow. It, it was like the world. It's, it was definitely life-changing, a world-changing for me, too. I was like, mm-hmm. wow, if they can hit New York, they mm-hmm. can hit anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I I felt I had that little... Thought in the back of my mind about, ooh, is California next? Because we are a big city as well. But one thing that actually really was world-changing for me that happened, as unfortunately I say, a lot of it has to do with race, was the Rodney King um, beating. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The Rodney King beating was so... awakening for me mm-hmm. because not only because of the beating that mm-hmm. happened to them that we got to see this is real we've been telling you guys all this all along and now someone got it on tape someone actually showing you a live view of the way they treat us when they think they're not being watched mm-hmm. um, but then the riots after mm-hmm. the city was burning I was at work they let us go home they told us oh oh my god actually your dad called and go you have to come home and I mean it was like it was like Twilight Zone mm-hmm. I came home, I had to come home from the east side and come on home over to just about Inglewood. and I mean, I, I got off the freeway, because the freeway was being, I mean, it was just, it was like the world was, a, I don't want to say coming to an end, but absolutely a big old change. Mm-hmm. I mean, people were burning things, I had to come through fires, I had to come through people downtown, I had to get off the freeway and go through downtown, people mm-hmm. were all in the streets and the smoke and everything, and it was like, what? Really? So uh-huh. that was—it's um, definitely when, you, when I thought about that. I said, yeah, you know what? I I remember that was yeah. absolutely life—a world-changing life moment yeah. for me, just in living through a riot. Yeah, you know. And of course, we you know the pandemic was definitely 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 yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm not
2: far enough removed from the pandemic yeah. to be able to articulate completely how that's changed my world but if i were forced to i do have some ways but we're not gonna go there we're too it's all too fresh (laughs) it is yeah Yeah. i remember that rodney king stuff too i was a little kid uh and but i was still aware enough you know i was on Mm -hmm. i was already uh traveling alone like through the city so i was aware enough that you know that there was danger Uh but not enough to be like um I didn't have the full picture. I was too young. Yeah. Yeah. I knew what was going on and that it was, you know, what Rodney King was and what was happening, why people were writing. Mm -hmm. But I was too young to really, uh, to be outraged and have all those feelings. I didn't have enough perspective. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that did get deep. That's what I like about the fact that you guys uh, are sending us emails. I'm so glad that we took this opportunity to empty our email inbox. Uh, So we're going to come back with even deeper questions and take this to a deeper level. Well, all right. All right. We'll be back, guys. Hey, everybody. We back. Yes, yes, yes. We are back with episode 10, our listener appreciation episode. It's a celebration. Celebration. Come on. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> she's loves screaming <laughs> on the mic this episode. I'm sorry to all of y'all, uh, but I've got these headphones on my ears, and she is tearing my ears up. I hope she's not tearing y'all's up. Hopefully not. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. So, we have, uh, this is, well, this is our deeper level segment, and we have some questions from you guys that get a little deep. So, oh. let's start. Myra's back. Okay, what you got, Myra? Myra says, in what ways do you feel your parents' parents Style influenced yours, and is there something you knew you wanted to do differently for your kids?
1: Absolutely. Um, we are, I always say it, a product of your home. So I, I definitely know that my parents' parenting style influenced mine. Um, I thank God had two very loving parents and my parents concern was to make sure we always had a roof over our head, food in our bellies, shoes on our feet and a roof over our heads. So that was my definite main goal to do for my children as well. I wanted to make sure they were absolutely stable, steady. We they my children were born in the same house we still living in. They went to every elementary school throughout from from uh, first grade or preschool to through well, preschool and stuff were little other academies, they had to change then from one school throughout to the next um, middle school, or then it was junior high school and then high school. We were where I've tried to make sure that was my main focus to make sure my children knew they did not have to worry about those things. Um, One thing that I did not—I also felt I was going to change was the way I allowed my children to communicate with me. My parents were of the age of children don't speak, they're not seen, they're not—I mean, they're seen but not heard. And that was absolutely horrendous for me. I feel that everybody, everything, even a dog deserves respect— and you should give it if you want it. And I told my children that we could have our, I think we talked about this in another episode, we would have a time where we would say, hey, can we have a time where we just equal, you're not mom, I'm not son, I'm not daughter, and we can have a discussion and be real with each other. And that was an absolute major thing for me, because when I was a child, I did not have that. It caused me to have migraine headaches and be a very frustrated child. And so and still to this day, my mom still has that kind of in her mind. But I have to remind her over and over and over again that I am a grown woman. I have an opinion. And you can just stop your ears up or leave if you don't want to hear it because I'm going to speak it. And I allow my children to be able to to have that free time to just talk and be able to speak and say what's on their mind. I don't have any kids, uh, but I do hope
2: to have some soon. And I also know that because I don't have any kids, it's hard to have a real understanding of what it's like to be a parent. I can understand it theoretically. I could watch you do it in practice and take away whatever I could take away. But I do know that I'll never know what that's like until I do it myself. That's true. My mom used to say that to me as a child. With that, uh, I can I think theoret- answer this question mm. excuse me in theory mm-hmm. uh, I would uh, I'll answer it the way in the order that you answered it okay. so from my uh, uh, perspective yes it is so true that we did feel the stability that you guys uh, established you kept us in the same house. You kept we went to one school, you know, for the allotted mm-hmm. times and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So there was a sense of stability. There was a sense of uh, like safety comes from the, the 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 sense of stability. I knew that mm-hmm. we weren't going to be evicted at any moment. I knew yeah. that I had a home to go to. Yeah. Um, and I uh, so the things. So what I would implement uh and uh and take away from uh so that would be one of them hopefully Mm -hmm. you know and the reason i don't have kids now is because i do want or the biggest reason is because i do want to be able to provide that Mm -hmm. stability for my children Mm -hmm. i do want them to feel like home is a safe space for them that they you know it's a home base it's where you come to recharge regroup and 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 resume your life Mm -hmm. uh outside um and I would also like for my kids to feel like they can talk to me, mm-hmm. uh, that it's a safe space to come and mm-hmm. bounce ideas, and come for guidance and advice, and uh, you know help think them through things, and you know help them, you know listen mm-hmm. to them, and 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 help you know and push them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I definitely knew I was loved. Uh, so I want my children to know that they're loved, um, uh, and feel loved and, uh, feel heard and understood and appreciated and accepted and, uh, and safe. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and so the things that I would try to correct and do a little differently mm-hmm. um, would be the, uh, the the latter statement. You know, I want... So I felt... Lo- I knew that I was loved. I knew that I was loved. I didn't always feel loved um, if I didn't go get it. You know, like, mm-hmm. I knew that... Well, some of my favorite memories, mm-hmm. uh, and I still have this uh, with when I have roommates. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite memories, probably my favorite memories, walking around our house mm-hmm. as a young uh, child mm-hmm. would be if you were headed someplace doing something in the house, I was headed someplace doing it in the house, and we had to cross paths. Mm-hmm. You always smiled, mm-hmm. you always smiled, and mm-hmm. it always felt like like a, a hi, like a, yeah. a, a hey, like oh hey. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I still am like that, even mm-hmm. when I'm with uh, my roommates in New York with John and everybody. If yeah. I see them, I'm like, oh, hey, oh hey, oh hi, hey, oh. Mm-hmm. Or, or a smile, or whatever. I, I, I it's not it feels unnatural to walk past oh, somebody and not acknowledge them Me too. Uh, so, uh, I, I definitely loved that energy around the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would want my kids to not only know that they were loved, but to, to feel heard and, uh, and seen and appreciated and valued, you know, mm-hmm. um, and like special, like mm-hmm. over there, your life means something, you know, like it mm-hmm. matters. Like it's Look at all that you're doing, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that I would also, uh, in practicing that, I think the first step from my perspective, again, I'm not a parent, is uh, to just listen to them, you know, like Mm -hmm. let them, like listen and like trust them because I don't know what's going through their heads. I don't know uh, what their feelings are. They have to tell me those things. So Mm -hmm. uh, listen to them and uh i think that i another reason i haven't had children up until now is because i think that it's important for me to believe that at that point it's about them mm-hmm. you know like it's about them and 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 their life and project you know pushing them forward and pushing them to where they want to be and no matter how many times they switch or whatever but just you know let them know that they have my support and that mm-hmm. um this is about them now mm-hmm. you know and hopefully there will be a healthy balance because i plan on still working and you know having mm-hmm. a career and everything yeah. so hopefully there will be a healthy balance where i can mm-hmm. still have my stuff going on mm-hmm. and you know but let them think and feel like it's it's about them. Yeah. Uh because it is. They need to feel mm-hmm. that. Yes. Um and I think that um that those are the biggest things. I, I think that I would I would definitely want my child to feel uh a part of you know the mm. the workings of it all like yeah. the family mm. uh and that they that they're things, their cares, their concerns, their visions, their goals, um, checking on them and keeping them accountable, holding them accountable. You know, you mm-hmm. say you want these things. Here's mm-hmm. how you get that. Right. Um, here's what that looks like. Uh, you know, how are your grades? Mm-hmm. You know, rem- reminding them the importance of homework and why it's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, prioritizing. You know, here you want to do all of these things. You're, it's ne- there's never going to be a time in your life when you're only focusing on one thing. Mm-hmm. So here's how you manage your time. Mm-hmm. Here's here's how you prioritize your your mm-hmm. engagements. Um, and you know, just really setting them up. Yeah. I want them to be more successful than I've yeah. ever imagined myself being. Mm-hmm. So I want to do that, yeah. you know, for them. Yeah. yeah. So that, that that would be yeah. a way to for me to take yeah, away from uh, my parent, mm-hmm. my parents, and maybe in uh, allowing them to influence my parental. Uh practices. Okay, so we have another one. This mm-hmm. one comes from Sabrina. This is our <laughs> first email from Sabrina. Okay. Sabrina. Sabrina's saying, How oh, you doing? Hello Escaram. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So Sabrina says, and this one is a deep one. I read this one already. Mm-hmm. It says what tips could you give someone who is having a hard time discussing their strained relationship with a parent and trying at least and trying to at least come to a common ground of understanding to improve the condition of their relationship? That's a that's a loaded that's question really. Yeah, I was going to say can you read it again? Sure. Actually? Yeah. Uh, what tips could you give to someone who's having a hard time discussing their strained relationship with a parent and trying to at least come to a common ground of understanding to improve the condition of their relationship?
1: Mm. And Of course, that would change according to the type of relationship and what's going on with the situation. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I would say, one tip I would have to give, just, just in general, mm-hmm. is to try to be understanding of, Each person is different, Mm -hmm. and everybody has their own opinion, Mm -hmm. and it may not agree with yours. Mm -hmm. And you know, just be understanding of that and aware of that. Mm -hmm. You know, I say that's in general because there's so many dynamics to that question. Mm -hmm. Um, It's definitely based on what what they're going through with their you know parents and. Mm the situation because there's so many things that could be going on mm-hmm. um, in the situation that uh, everybody there's a my side your side and then there's the truth mm-hmm. and th- as when you're talking to just one side you are you're getting a one-sided of the thing mm-hmm. and you just don't don't know what what's going through the other person's mind so i have to answer that generally mm-hmm. by saying Just be aware of the fact that everybody is a grown person in this situation because it's Mm -hmm. you who has grown and your parents that's grown. And everybody have their own opinion and are going through something. That's another thing that we... as we have relationships with each other and expect something from each other sometimes we don't understand or know what that person is going through Mm -hmm. what has brought them to the point where what they're going through there Mm -hmm. it can be in relationship to what you're going through but it may have nothing to do with you Mm -hmm. and um, and so you just have to be understanding of the fact that each person has their own point of view Mm -hmm. and their own opinion and maybe if you are maybe you can deep dig into why they feel that way it might help the situation Mm -hmm. it's going to knowing that everyone has been through some things and some things they have not shared with you Mm -hmm. some things that that they won't share with you Mm -hmm. and so you don't understand what has molded that person to have the the thoughts and ideas that they're bringing to the table with you so just be aware of that and try to be understanding Mm -hmm. i think uh I will agree that that conversation varies,
2: right? Mm-hmm. So like every person is different and the way that you have a conversation with every person is different. Mm-hmm. So I've had hard conversations with, well, this is a very good question for the two of us. We've had to have these types of conversations. Mm-hmm. This one, exactly. Like how do you rectify a strained relationship or at least come to a common ground, which is the question. Um, I So I've had these hard conversations with a lot of people and... I, here's how I approach them. Okay, so I will set up the fact that we need to have a conversation before the conversation takes place. That way, this person has a chance to gather their thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I know that, that sometimes that could create some sort of anxiety in the other person. So now they're putting, you know, they're finding ways to put up their defenses. But So after informing the person uh, that I'd like to have a conversation with you, set up a time or whatever, whatever, and if it's not just that time, right then, right there, if the person's open to it, uh, like, okay, so my best friend Ty and I, we have, uh, we spend a lot of time together, we talk a lot, we spend a lot of time together, so it's impossible that two people that spend that much time together won't eventually begin to get on each other's nerves. Mm -hmm. So I said, uh, this last time I said, hey, listen, um, that, I said, we have been spending a lot of time together. I said, I know it's impossible for the two of us not to be doing things by now that are annoying the other one. So let's just have a, a friend's moment. Let's have an ebte moment, and let's talk about our situation. Let's talk about what might be bothering you or what might be bothering me. Let's put it on the table mm-hmm. uh, and move on. That's you know? Beautiful. And, so I said, and she was like, okay, let's do it. And so with her and me, it's like we will just go into a conversation like that without yeah. any preparation, but a lot of people need that prep. Mm-hmm. So you have that prep time, and when you start the conversation, this is how I do it. Mm-hmm. I say, okay, this is an opportunity for us to just talk. I'm not going to spend any time defending myself. Will you commit to not spending any time defending yourself? Mm-hmm. Let's just have a conversation mm-hmm. about how I'm feeling and how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't have it's not about defending yourself yeah. or this is why or this is that it, just mm-hmm. this is how i'm feeling mm-hmm. this is how i'm feeling mm-hmm. okay i hear you i'll correct that okay mm-hmm. i hear you i'll correct that and mean it right right um right. so of course that's not very easy to do with everyone right um so it is true that you have to go into these conversations with an open mind mm-hmm. but more so with an open heart from my perspective yeah. more so with an open heart because mm-hmm. you want want to go into this conversation understanding the yes. other person's point of view mm-hmm. so that you can right. take that on yeah. and understand it and 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 sort out your thoughts and feelings uh, and and figure out uh what matters if you can find answers based on what this person is telling you to all of your concerns or whatever then answer those things privately mm-hmm. or quietly um and take that on mm-hmm. and then all of the sh- the shit uh, that you don't need anymore mm-hmm. let go of that trash because it's mm-hmm. trash mm-hmm. it doesn't matter mm-hmm. it doesn't it's first of all it's old it already happened it does it's not happening now it already happened mm-hmm. and if you can understand why it happened then it doesn't matter that it happened mm-hmm. that is not to say that those things don't affect you mm-hmm. and that, that don't they don't uh, determine how you react okay. to this other person, mm-hmm. but at mm-hmm. least you can now. At least both parties understand what's yeah. going on, yeah. so you know how better to navigate this situation okay. with this person. Yeah. So it might not be that uh, you'll have this conversation with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, your your mother or your father or who your whoever the parent is in the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might not be that you'll have this conversation several times mm. and come to, uh, cause I think that that's another thing to go into the conversation with understanding that it will probably take more than this one conversation. Yeah. Uh, uh, because sometimes you might spend an hour just talking about one point mm-hmm. and everyone's point of view on about that one point. Mm. So I expect that this won't uh, be just one conversation. Yeah. But so, uh, but when let's say you've had several of these conversations and you don't expect that it's going to just be solved and rectified your parent is still going to do the same things that annoyed you in the beginning Mm -hmm. it's about now understanding their behavior and why they do those things Mm -hmm. and allowing yourself to choose a different response Mm -hmm. you don't have to be those are your triggers that that has nothing to do with those people so you don't have to respond that way Mm -hmm. somebody can can call you and be cussing and doing whatever whatever because that's how they roll Mm -hmm. but you don't have to respond that way get an understanding what what, what's going on what are you what says go ahead go ahead Mm -hmm. say what you got to say now what because here's where here's what here is where i am Mm -hmm. you know and and Mm -hmm. as and as as under your skin as that might get don't call my motherfucking phone disrespecting me with that shit gather yourself and then call me Mm -hmm. but let it go you know, but let it go. Mm-hmm. Let these people, you can't, these people are going to be themselves. Mm-hmm. So you just hold your integrity, be who you're going to be, mean what you say, and do the right things. And it doesn't even matter if they see it, if they acknowledge it, if they want to or not. Be you, do what you have to do, and move forward. Mm-hmm. So the best way I would say to, to, to approach a conversation like that would be, yes, go in with an open mind and an open heart, mm-hmm. willing to understand the other party, yeah. sometimes even more than articulating where you're coming from. Right. Because sometimes just understanding the other party answers all of the 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 unsettled feelings within yourself and you realize, oh okay, well that sort of answers that this sort of answers that. Or whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Another thing, uh, privately Sabrina, while my mom is not sitting here, sometimes it doesn't even matter what you're feeling. You know, like just let them because they're not gonna change. They're gonna be who they are. They're already who they are. They were who you are before you got here. So Sometimes it doesn't even matter what you got going on or what your intention is or whatever. Just let them feel safe. Let them feel comfortable enough articulating themselves and, and move on. Take what you're supposed to take and, and hold on to it and do what you got to do and move on.
1: Yeah, so... And, and whisper on that. Do, um, do that. Remember, that's the same way on the other side as well. Parents, just let them go on. Just let them feel that they're saying what they got to say. You're listening. You're hearing them. Real... Not, not bullcrapping them mm-hmm. hearing what they're saying and have you know listen letting them know that because they are grown they are already setting who they are they are their person and you you know you you hopefully did the best that you can as you raising them to make them a decent person and just understand and hear what they're saying and you know just sometime like um, EJ just said April Bernard, every B said sometimes it's not even about you saying anything, just listen, hear them, and, you know, it, um, let them know that you understand understanding everything that they're saying and where they're coming from, and just let them be them, be them, and, you know, walk, you know, walk away knowing that I, I hopefully, I let my child understand I heard them, I hear them, and I'm going to I like to use the word rectify this and hear what they're saying. Just, you know, give them an opportunity to just speak. Sometimes we don't, you can't say anything, just listen. And be open with not only an open mind, but an open heart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So good luck. I hope we gave you some tools. Go in with an open mind
2: and open heart, Mm -hmm. willing to understand And uh, and also be willing for this conversation to to be ongoing. My mom and I have been doing this work for 17 years and I started this work when I was 17. So for a lifetime, we've been doing this. Uh, And in fact, I mean, like the reason we're here doing this with you guys, another reason we're so happy that, Mm -hmm. you know, you're here with us. And the reason we're making this a listener appreciation episode is because. We wouldn't be here without the work yeah. that we're doing, you know. Like I told my mom, and I'll, I'll be upfront and I'll be honest. I was. I remember we were driving from Texas uh, mm-hmm. after the Thanksgiving holiday, and my mom grabbed my wrist and she said, "I just don't want you to go away because I, I can feel you leaving." And I let her talk, and I, at the end of it, I said, "I don't know what to tell you. I'm trying." I I told her in that moment, "I'm done here. This doesn't work for us." and that's okay with me because i've spent a lifetime trying to make it work so i'm ready to walk away and but there's one last thing i can't walk away knowing that i didn't try everything that last thing is therapy i knew and i asked her if she'd go into therapy with me and she said yes I knew, though, then that we would have to get through COVID because a virtual therapy session wouldn't work for the two of us. So I knew that I had to backburner that. But meanwhile, that doesn't mean that I'm going to let all these months go by and not be putting the work and the time and the energy and the effort into this relationship that I genuinely do want to work out. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when my mom asked me to do a podcast, I thought this is the perfect type of work that we can do together. It's free and it can be honest. And so... uh, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that yes. uh, but yes. you know this this is ongoing it's ever mm-hmm. evolving this is work it is not just like we have an agreement now no th- this is constant work right. And I think that um, probably when these mics go off, my mom and I—I I think we're due for a conversation. I could feel the tension building between the two of us, mm-hmm. and it's time to—it's time to check in and yeah. do some work. And that's okay. That is what it takes. Yes. That is a working relationship mm-hmm. with intention. You know, mm-hmm. a relationship that we both care about and that right. we both have the objective of it working out, mm-hmm. there has to be intent. Mm-hmm. There, right. and, and I don't think that there's a time mm-hmm. to let, you know, to let, mm-hmm. to let go, to, like, mm-hmm. let, you know, to drop the ball. Mm-hmm. There's no time for that. We're both getting older. Right. And I'm I'm still where I was a year ago. You know, like, I'm not... Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't invite things into my life that don't serve me. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not going to accept garbage into my life. And so as soon as I feel like that's the case, I'm going to remove myself from any situation any relationship any work situation mm-hmm. any any friendship mm-hmm. i don't invite trash into my life i right. can't deal it i my mind brain heart soul energy i it stifles yeah. me it holds me back and i can't do that you
1: know and that is real because that's the same way i feel about it and then i have another dynamic that um egbert b don't have mm-hmm. and one day hopefully he will and he'll get a, even a little bit more even clearer understanding on the relationships is that i'm not only a mother but i'm also a child mm-hmm. and i have a mother and thank god still in my life and i'm still to this day i'll tell you I'm 60 years old. Will be 61 in August, and I'm still to this day. I've been working on my relationship with my mother way longer than 17 years, mm-hmm. and I'm still working on it. And I will probably continue to work on it to the day I die. I hope so. I just got off a, a conversation with my mother before I came here with Avery B with her and I talking about living and loving and forgetting and whether you know forgiving. You don't forget. Mm-hmm. You forgive, but mm-hmm. you don't forget because hopefully, not forgetting makes you not do it again exactly because if you forget it's going to happen again mm-hmm. so forgiving is absolutely great but there is no forgetness of it i tried to explain that to her even she said well christ say forget no he don't he say forgive mm-hmm. but he wants you to remember in love mm-hmm. not in hatred mm-hmm. in love remember you have to remember because if you don't you're going to Eventually, repeat it again. Mm-hmm. So it is an absolutely evolving, constant. If you care, because there's a lot of people just walk away and say whatever. Because mm-hmm. we after one thing, after the end of the day, you have to always re- recognize and remember we are all individuals and we are all different. We have mm-hmm. a DNA. Every single person have a DNA that makes up their person, makes up their body, makes them who they are. That DNA don't necessarily have to be physically. It's also mental, spiritually, and Heartfelt. It is in your spirit. It is spiritual. And we are all different. And we just have to recognize that, understand that, and accept it. And recognize that if it's really worth it, work on it. Mm-hmm. Work on it. I agree completely. If it's your objective
2: to have that person in your life mm. or that relationship in your life that's do the work. work and it is constant work yes. it's going to be a lifetime yes, of working yes. because that's just what it takes yes. it's not it's not just an agreement that you make one day mm. and you just be living and you'll be growing apart if you're not checking mm. in if you're not yes. doing the work
1: yes yeah. that, um, once, one of my sisters I have three sisters um, still siblings I actually had four all together but our brother passed and I my Spoken about that in a previous po- um, po- um, episode mm-hmm. um, but uh- as my sister, I get we get into situations, and she's um, witnessed some of the dynamics of my my mom and I because we are really uh, we working on it. We continue to work on it, uh, as well as every other sibling I have with my mom. Mm-hmm. And she's one of her things is she girl. Let me tell you what I do. I just walk away. Mm-hmm. I just walk away. But that's not always the answer too. Because if you mm-hmm. keep walking and you walk too far, mm-hmm. the distance to get back has become insurmountable, and mm-hmm. you you it's too late. Mm-hmm. You walk too far. Yeah. Sometimes you walk too far, and it's, you look at the distance to get back, and it's just—it's just daunting. Yeah, it's tiring. Yeah, that.
2: Or sometimes you turn—you've walked so far, you Indeed. turn around, and you're willing to walk back. But you've walked so far that it just takes too
1: long That's to get back. That's what I mean, Yeah. And it's over it's before daunting. you get Yeah, there. you be like, you know what, I, I'm too far. You can't even see the light anymore.
2: Right. No, I mean, that too. I'm saying another point mm-hmm. uh, to where, like, maybe not. Maybe it's not daunting. Maybe mm-hmm. you look at the, how far you've got to go, mm-hmm. and you're willing to make that choice, and you begin walking, but it's just, just too far. Yeah. You. you
1: Sometimes you die before you get there. Yes. You've walked so exactly. far away that it takes yeah. too long to, to get, get back. back. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Absolutely. And that can be not only, that's in every relationship in your life. Mm-hmm. Not just parents. It could be with a brother, a sister, a partner. All of that. You keep walking away without addressing the issue sometime. And, and not only just addressing it, but both people being involved in it enough to care to change or to mm-hmm. work on. To accept what that person is telling them. Because sometimes, no matter how many times you tell somebody something, they, have, they are set in their ways and they refuse to listen or hear you and try to make any change in themselves to stop doing the same thing over and over and over to you. Mm-hmm. And you just have to say to yourself, for the betterment of me, right. as Egbert B just said, mm-hmm. that is too far. I might die before I get back there. And you just have to Focus on you now and say, you know what? I don't. I I have to just. The, the distance is too long. It's too far. I have to stay here where I've grown away and walked away to this point and just accept that that's the way it's gonna yeah. be. That that's the definition of being daunted by yeah. by that. Uh, it's too distance. far. That yeah. Dis- yeah. You say like you said, I might die before I get back. Look at that. You know and. Yeah, but that's yeah. That's that person mm-hmm. being daunted. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so if it's worth it, bottom line if it's worth it, work on it. Mm-hmm. Don't walk away.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah Yeah uh, okay. so I have a co- one more question. Let's okay. do one more. Okay. This one comes from Dylan. I
1: said I'd to save that last one. Okay Dylan, that was just deep What's that? We just that was just deep. Yeah we got we got good. And deep. <laughs> yeah. So let's see what Dylan has. Dylan
2: says uh, is there something that you're re- this is the last question okay. Uh, is there something that you're reluctant to say even after having started the work on the podcast
1: oops hmm hmm ah that's very very deep That's very very deep um whew, Wow I don't know because we I, I um, the dynamic between a B and I we we get angry and we say things. And a lot of times we say things that we we, we say, you know, we just say, um, I think I want to pause go ahead. Because
2: just to clarify mm-hmm. it for you. Yeah, because that's please. not true that when I get mad, I don't just say things.
1: No, I'm, when I don't, when I mean, when I say I don't and I want to thank you guys, I'll clarify. That. I don't mean just say things, but we have said things to each other. I've
2: never said anything to you that I didn't intend to say.
1: And and that, I'm not saying that you didn't that, intend
2: to, but you, without, not I don't I don't the way that I mm, argue mm, is
1: with truth. So I mm-hmm. don't just like say things just to make you mad or just to your no, feelings I, or and, anything like that. And if that's the way you're taking it, then. I apologize because that is not what I'm saying. Because I don't just say things to you just to make you angry as well. Whenever I say whatever I say, I mean it from my heart. It ain't just to make you angry. And if it does, sometimes you just have to say, "Oh well, this is my truth, and this is how I feel." And if you're gonna get angry, and same with you, if you say it to me and I'm gonna get angry, if that is your truth, then please by all means speak it. And if I walk away angry, I just walk away angry. Same with you. If I say that's my truth, you that is my truth. We just have to accept it and work on the fact on work on whatever it takes in me to make to accept your truth and if if obviously if i'm trying to have a relationship with you if that is your truth then it means enough to me to work on that you want to have that person's truth but it doesn't mean it's going to happen at that moment it doesn't mean that you're not going to be angry it doesn't mean that you have to make it take days months to hear it internalize it and be able to do something about it. Just because a person is speaking their truth at that moment do not mean that the other person that they're speaking it to is going to just automatically be able to solve that, to deal with it even. And and that is something we all have to be willing to accept and learn. Just because you're speaking your truth do not mean you're going to have this magical moment where it's just going to happen right then. It can take time for that person to understand it, um, digest it, and be able to let it out in a uh, positive pers- way that it could help both people in the relationship. So just because we speak in our truth at that moment does not mean it's gonna just magically change. And when I say that, I'm not saying anything casually, um, argumentatively, to say that when we we, that we have said things and we say things um, to each other, where to for me to say that right now, the question is, is there something that you can think of that, after all of this, that you still, you know, you're like, intimidated I guess you to use that word to say um, uh, because I'm gonna be honest with you I'm, I'm saying what I have to say whether it upsets you or angers you or whatever and you know that we go there sometimes it does get so heated or so upsetting to the person that's receiving it that you should you know you can't walk away for a minute because it, it doesn't make sense to stand up there and be as you say defensive and arguing about it sometimes you just want to let a person say what they have to say and go digest it for a minute, go in your corner, take a, take a little breath, be able to internalize what it is they're saying, and if it really matters to you, you're going to work on it and try to make sure that that person understands that you hear them and that you are going to take steps and measures to improve it. That's just how I feel. I can't, I can't think of anything um, that right now that I haven't said to you that I'm reluctant to say because i'm gonna be honest with you i try to say everything i may sometimes not say it at that moment because i don't want it to be ugly or or negative because that's one thing when you're when you get angry and start going to that negative mode things can that that my intention is never for that to happen but people totally don't hear you there not and when i say people that's everybody me included so i'm trying not to make anything when we getting deep and trying to talk to each other Anything to, I'm not just saying something to make make you angry or make in, in any conversation I have with anybody. I'm not just saying it's trying to make a person angry. I'm really trying to say it so that you can understand where I'm coming from, the words that are coming out of my mouth, what I really mean. And sometimes they do hurt, their words can cut, I remember when I was a kid, we used to always say, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt. That is one of the most untrue little statements that anyone has ever said, because words make people even kill themselves. Words have a cause, I should say, they don't make them, but words have caused people to even take their own lives. So words can be extremely hurtful, extremely cutting. But when you want to have that deep, hard conversation, it's time for those words and I personally do not say, have a conversation with anyone in my life, especially you, to just to make you angry. So if I've ever made you feel that way, please accept my apology because that is not my intentions because then you're not, you, you're not even hearing anything I'm saying. And that's the point. That is the reason why we're having this conversation. So that I can hear what you're saying and you can hear what I'm saying. But to answer that question, uh, at this moment right now, I cannot think of anything that, I have not said that, um, I mean, I'm not saying that I might not think about it later in mm-hmm. to me, And if you do, I'll bring it up and we hopefully can be able to talk about it. Do you have something that you're still holding back that... Um, mm-hmm. I can answer that this? very concisely. Mm-hmm. No,
2: I think that I've been uh, mm-hmm. open with, with you guys. I'm mm-hmm. uh, happy to to do this and mm-hmm. I'm not uh, this was really tough for me at first because I am a private person I don't uh, give people my in this deep you know I don't mm-hmm. give people my insight like this unless mm-hmm. we're friends and close and all that other stuff mm-hmm. but I don't just share myself with excuse me with with yes. people strangers like this mm-hmm. at all in fact hi uh, she was like you're doing what after she heard the first episode she was like you're doing what Hmm. what so uh i came into this committed to working on a relationship with my mother so i'm not worried about uh any of that stuff so i've been honest yeah and Mm -hmm. i and i've been saying everything you know on topic of course there's going to be more that we that we're going to talk about but Mm -hmm. up until now no i haven't
1: said anything i haven't not said anything yeah yeah. Yeah. i I would um hope that uh, we have a strong enough relationship with each other that whatever words we say to each other whatever suggestions we give each other that we would know that it is coming because we have our, each other's best interests at heart mm-hmm. there there even if it may even if some you know uh, some people can't take um there's some time, I'm trying to think of a way I, I really because I, I Say, um, use a little bit of an um, analogy um, here. Say you're talking to somebody and they have something in their teeth or a booger in their nose or something, and you just constantly keep talking to them. You don't say anything. You don't tell them anything. You let them go out like that. Mm-hmm. And then they look in the mirror or uh, somebody else tell them. Mm-hmm. That's even worse there to for me. Mm -hmm. If I've been talking to someone that I think cares about me, and they know I got some something in my you know food in my teeth or something like that, and we you let me have this long ass conversation with you and don't say anything, and then I go talk to somebody else and they oh first thing they say and I don't even really know this person they just Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And oh girl you got something in your tooth or something, and I'm like I just talked to her for 30 minutes uh whatever and she didn't say anything. Hopefully. There isn't a situation like that that you have anybody in your life like that because that to me those are little things that shows you that person really cares about you and they have your best interests at heart. Mm-hmm. And if there's people, when I see that there's people like that in my life, I recognize that and they become just where they are from a distance. Uh, mm-hmm. They're from a distance. They I don't I don't uh, consider them of importance enough for me to even where the next whenever they I encounter them again it's not even that important I realized that 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 person didn't really have my best interest at heart so it's not it's not any uh, reason for me to put any I don't want to use the word because it sounds so careless waste my time with them but to put any stock in what time I'm having with them Mm -hmm. you know so Mm -hmm. uh, I try to make sure I don't have people like that in my life so Anything I ever say to you, whether so even if I, I hope to be, say it with with um, uh, grace and charm, and so that it's not insulting or 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 not um, or hurtful, um, it's out of love and concern and because and having your best interest at heart.
2: I do acknowledge that you just said you hope you say it with grace and
1: charm. Yeah, because I know everyone, I say that because I know that we all have a moment where it's just, no matter how you say it, it won't necessarily feel like grace and charm to the person you're saying it to. Mm -hmm. So that's why I would hope that whomever I'm speaking with to be you or anybody else but right now I'm talking about we yet mm-hmm. um, it is with grace and charm because the person don't have to receive it that way just because that was your intention mm-hmm. it's all so that's what I'm saying it no matter sometimes, no matter how we like my dad told me sometimes, no matter how sweet and like, you like you use the word charming you are some people just gonna not like you because of who you're presenting yourself as in mm-hmm. that in that case he was telling me as a black person mm-hmm. so sometimes unfortunately Uh, And you may be trying to give it in grace and charm, and that person just ain't in the mood for that today. So that's why when I say hopefully it's in grace and charm, um, you know, at that moment, it's accepted that way. Because every time I speak it, it is definitely in that form, even if it's not necessarily taken that way. I don't say anything to be um, mean or uh, hurtful. I'm saying it with your best interest at heart. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's why you can come hopefully if I am not being graceful and charming, you can please let me know.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh I think my my only thing with you right now mm-hmm. these days mm-hmm. is uh I said yesterday on my way out of your door I was like it feels like sometimes you just cuz now I've gotten you to at least let me speak and 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 you you hear me. Uh you let me speak and I uh feel like sometimes I said this is what I said yesterday I feel like sometimes you just let me speak just to just to refute my point and I think and as I was driving later I I found a better way to say that mm. or a better way to say what I meant uh, was like and it, and it is that sometimes I feel like you let me say what I'm going mm. to say only to repeat what you've said uh, so not necessarily refute my point but mm. just to repeat what you've already said when it's like and your response was, well, yeah, I feel like sometimes you you don't hear me, you just go over what I said, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know, I've heard, I said, then, you know, I heard you, and I, and that's when I was like, all right, I'm gonna get going, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like you know, I've heard what you said because I'm responding to what you said, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it's like I'm resp- I heard what you said, mm-hmm. here's another point, mm-hmm. here's responding to what that point was, here's this point. Mm-hmm. I, you, you've spent five minutes making that point. You know I heard it. So I'm going to respond to it. And now here's a new point. Mm-hmm. Now let's advance the
1: conversation. Mm-hmm. We don't have to go back to because that. I heard when, that. when a person say they heard you, but they didn't hear you. And that's where sometimes I think we have an issue at. Because you, you, say, you say, oh, I heard you, but I don't feel you heard me. And there is I a difference. I think that it's only because I do... I beat on her you. Mm, I think that I move saying. on faster than you're comfortable with. To where you... I think no, it doesn't I make feel you feel, you, feel I heard. I a situation where you still... I feel you still have not heard me. It's not about my comfort. I feel you have not heard you're me. You're not letting me speak or make my point mm. right now. Okay.
2: Um. I'm, I said mm. that I think that I move on fast and too fast to where... You don't feel heard, and that's what's important. Is to make you feel heard. Yeah. And I don't know I'm how hearing. better to do that without spending fifteen minutes on one point. I don't. That frustrates mm. me. Yeah. I've already heard it. You made mm. the point three different times in three yeah. different ways. But your response to me is that you didn't hear me. No, my response might be to you a different point of view, your opinion. And that's okay. Okay. Like and and so like why not respond to the next point instead of going mm. back to what we I'm just always going to wind up
1: back, on. or and that person is always you as well. Gonna always wind up back at that point if that if you have felt that person have not heard you. I don't care how long we go around it, if you ain't heard me, we gonna wind up right back here again.
2: So, what I think I'll just do is point it out the next time because mm-hmm. I think, uh we're now we're just hypotheticalizing Mm -hmm. uh because there is no specific instance where we can point to it so i could be like Mm -hmm. so you can be like you didn't hear me when i said this and then you said this and that's why i went back so i could be Mm -hmm. like no no i heard that and this is what i was responding to
1: and we could move forward yeah so the next time it happens i'll I'll point it out yeah i I think we we're going to have a conversation off this mic because i definitely can think of a uh, situation right now, and I don't want to discuss it publicly right now. Okay. So we will definitely be able to have a conversation. Okay. <laughs> after this, because I I can definitely think of a moment and to have a discussion with you, and I obviously see that we should. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, y'all. Y'all are just making us get way too deep. Y'all trying to get all up in our business. We told them <laughs> that that's what this show would be. So that's what I'm we happy said. to share them. Absolutely. With them. Thank you guys so much for the questions. You made us get deep, 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 and then some more deeper. We actually got so deep, we going to have some more conversation, y'all. So I appreciate you guys just supporting us, listening to us. This is episode 10. We are celebrating the fact that you guys are here with us we appreciate you interacting with us we appreciate your support i absolutely appreciate the questions some of those questions made us really it made me personally, just really go back to some things, not only just in a relationship with my son, but as I said, I have a whole, another dynamic as well as being a child also. I'm a mother and I'm a daughter, and I actually was able to think about some things and um, go experience some some memories of even relationships with my parents when I was um, a child so many years ago so thank you guys so much for just being there for us making me think about some things and just really get really deep thank you guys so much for the support we really really love it thank you keep it coming yes keep emailing
2: us it's my son and i are leos at gmail.com that's how you can find lady t and egbert b uh, email us, and you know what? Let's just go on and close this thing
1: out. I'm yeah, so glad yeah. you're here, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, you guys. Everyone, have a blessed, safe, and prosperous day. Yeah. will see you the next time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would guess what I'm gonna say to you. What? See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile.